Hello everyone, how you doing? Uh, welcome to the next, uh, another edition of the podcast, the Art 1920 podcast, a podcast meant to inspire men to live a godly life and to work like Christ would desire us to be. And so for today, in passing from reviewing any book, I want to talk around the issue of gender-based violence. And because as um, believers or as Christians, most times a lot of this conversation, we do not have it among our men. And there are a lot of issues going on and there are a lot of secrecy around gender-based violence, especially in the household of God. And most men are struggling with it. Most men are perpetrators of this act. And some of them are also victim of it and because we've put all of this mystery around it and lack of not, uh, not having this conversation and it's getting worse and worse there are different news and um, sadness everywhere of how men are reacting to their wives beating them up their children their daughters and how young people even those of them in, in relationship how they're doing it learning it from a very young age which is what is not supposed to be known among believers and those are some of the things that apostle Paul and, and Christ himself should not be mentioned among us. Anything that has to do with gender-based violence. But unfortunately, it's beginning to creep up among us. And even with the spike of the coronavirus on couple of, uh, last year up to now, there are issues and concerns that it's getting worse and worse and worse. But should we let our guards know it's time for us to speak up as men, to empower one another to be able to overcome this uh, chronic disease that has been passed to some men from generation onto generation because some men has grown up uh, in age of violence and it has been transferred. So today I will not even be dwelling on scripture, I will do some practical things for us to have a conversation but I didn't feel that by next week we might need to go back again deep into it to talk more uh, around it and uh, look at how we can also use that scripture to empower us but it must be categorized that it should not be mentioned among us. Christ upholding. And so but where we need to begin this battle from is to ask yourself as men or as a man and the question of asking you, where level are you in terms of the gender uh, uh, struggle? So are you a gender static man or a believer or are you a gender aware uh, uh, man in the, in the household of God or even boy, even a young man too? Or have you involved to the the next level where we've moved to, to where Christ would say all of us to be gender involvement. And so you really need to, to settle this uh, in your heart. And you need to know that it's a matter of principle, not cultural lens. You have to look at it through uh, the principle lens of God. Even even in even some of, <clears throat> even in the old testament it wasn't condoled talking about in the New Testament. Christ even himself or Apostle Paul and Peter and Paul and all charging us and treat younger women as your sisters, older women as your mother. And so if you treat them like that because I think no same man or, 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 or boy or, 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 you know, will dare see their mother being beaten up or in, in, on the street or their daughters or their sisters. So if you start from that basis and looking at it and looking at it that it is a matter of principle. And so you begin to address uh, uh, the issue. So as Christian men, we need to take action. You need to move from just being gender static. So when we say you're a gender static man, you're the one that wants to follow the status quo. So in our culture, you know, men beat um, their wife. In our culture, men discipline their wife. Or you say, I saw my daddy beating my mother. I saw my daddy discipline all of So you, you inherit that. 
And so you just start it. You stay there at this was in the beginning. Now never shall be world without end. And that is bad. Christ has not called us to remain in status quo. Like I always tell people, we are not as Christian called to either be liberals or conservative, but we have been called to do both together. And so as Christians, we are conservative radicals. And so what do I mean by conservative radical is that we need to conserve values that needs to be conserved, value the value of holiness, purity, all those values, yes, we must conserve it. But there are also Christ has charged us to become liberators. And so we can also come to expose issues around gender-based violence, issues around uh, oppression of women, even oppression of, of our fellow human beings, men inclusive. And so Christ has called us to free people everywhere. And that's Christ was a conservative uh, radical. He was in the temple to dispatch people that were changing money. He was to challenge the Pharisees and the Sadducees on various laws that were putting pressure on people but not liberating them. But he also conserved uh, the, the, the principle of purity, the principle of giving, the principle of generosity. So, And that is what we've been called to do. So as a man, if you're listening to me this morning, are you struggling uh, with uh, gender issues? Are you just grappling with it? And so you remain static. And so most times what you want to do is say, oh, the man was made from the woman. Yes, but God was, was wiser than every one of us. He knows that thousands of years after that, there will be issues like this. But what did the Bible say in the beginning in Genesis? First, the Bible said, in the beginning, he that made them, made them male and female. It means they were made of equal status. There was nothing, there was no difference between them. And so chapter 2 of Genesis, like we always try to run back to, was only trying to explain the concept of how Christ created them. That means when Christ created the man that we thought he was creating in the beginning, he was inclusive of male and female. And so they only showed us how they were separated. And it was to avoid issues like this because nobody wants to harm themselves. So how do you harm what was brought out of you? And so once we begin to harm it clearly, we begin to run away from the lies of the enemy. He has been putting us, putting you in prison all this while. And are you just aware? Do you know there are people that they know all of these things? Do you have the awareness that it is bad to lay your hands on anybody, even talking about a woman, it's bad for you to, to mean to your wife, to your daughters, or to treat them as subhuman beings, you know that you are aware, but you have not moved beyond awareness to start practicing it. And so the challenge is to you that you must not be started, you will not just be aware. And so when you are in public, for those that are aware, when they're in public, when people are talking about women, you see them, they put lofty contributions, they are the one that they say some all of the beautiful things about how women should be treated. But when they get back home, they are beast. And that is not Christ's intention for you. And so as a man, you need to seek help. And we're going to be talking gradually how you can get help. And the last part is that involvement, gender involved. Have you been have you have you, have you moved from awareness? Have you been involved? And now you're now getting involved in the process, educating other men, showing example to your wife and your daughter treating them like Christ will want you to be treated. I know sometimes there's this all struggle with men, you know. I've been in spaces where I've facilitated conversation with men, both in, uh, about those that have uh, background around maybe military or background around civilian uh, life and, and all of that. And so the struggle about with men is always that, oh, you say, oh, the gender-based violence conversation, it's all about trying to put the women over the men. No, that's not the conversation. You should not be afraid that, oh, Men also faces it, but the truth is, the statistics are there with us. Women suffer more, and that's why the conversation most times look as if it's always teetering towards women. But why not encourage men around you that have been experiencing gender-based violence to begin to speak up, to begin to uh, 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 seek help? But in the meantime, we must elevate the voices 
of women. We must talk about it. Not just outside. And now I'm talking about the church. And so what should we start doing? And so if you, you as a Christian man, you still see gender-based violence as an attack against men, then you will need to respond. And, and, and you, what happens to you is that you'll be responding from a place of defense. And that's what happens. What all men that begin to defend and begin to resolve because you see gender-based violence conversation as a, an attack against men, then you might need to think twice. That is not what Christ expects of us. And so in terms of status, like I said in the beginning of men and women, we are all equal. But we all just have different graces and different roles in, in, in the kingdom uh, of God. And so how do you seek help? That might be the question as a man. That you're struggling, you do that, you, you see yourself, you see women as inferior, you do that. How do you seek help? And so number one thing is that you need to seek accountable group. What kind of men do you move with? Do you move with men that speaks so little of women that speak trash of them when you're in your group, when you're in your, in your coven as men? Then you need to change your group. You need to look for men that hold you accountable, that will want you the best, that want you to give your wife and your daughter the best, that want you to give your sister, your girlfriend, or people you're in relationship with, or women around you that your friends, how do you treat them? How do you see them? You sit in, uh, when you're having tea and having coffee in somebody's house, you just see the wife coming to serve you, people, you don't make effort, you tell the husband, oh, can we go help them? Or you just sit there anywhere in the group there with the women, you go out to the restaurants and you expect the women in your group to be the one to come buy the food, to come and serve. And sometimes the women in the group also make men perpetrate that because when they come, they say, no, sis, 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 let me go, let me go and serve because it's culturally. Yes, we agree, you can serve, but don't perpetuate that circle. Encouraging men within your circle to always just sit and be safe. Work together. Why not do it as fun? Why not just learn to serve? And that's just the principle. That's where it starts from. Learn to serve. So hold yourself as accountable. And so I would advise you, all tenacity that avoid men or women that promote cultural extremity, or those that want to remain in the status quo, avoid them. Run away from them like a plague. They are not people that you need to be around them. They are not helping you. They are only perpetrating evil and doom even against the principle of Christ. And so, what other way can you help yourself use the power of prayers and studying the scripture? And so next week we'll get more. How can we use the power of prayer and scripture to really help us manage issues around uh, gender-based violence or even that begin to move you into gender uh, involvement as a man? So you need to use that. And if your own issue is become chronic, you're violent, you, you beat up your wife, seek counseling. Seek counseling from godly uh, counselors. They're out there. They can help you. They can give you the right direction. And you can manage this. And they'll help you break the curse. Because for some of you, so I saw my father uh, uh, beating up my mother. And so I just begin to do it. But you don't have to do it. You have to stop. And so I literally tell somebody, one of you, if you're a father now, you can make the job easier for your children. By setting a good example. Like I said, I told somebody that if I'm not a believer, if I had not come to become Christian, or if I don't, I'm not even very aware of this gender issue around I will not do it because why? I never saw my dad did that. And so that's a practical example. So I was blessed to be given this opportunity, to be given this uh, uh, privilege ahead of time. But now, also now being aware myself and also having the spirit of God that dwells in me, then begin to cooperate with the spirit. I can do it. And so you need to move to this point. Let those three align. And so are you a father listening to me? You must set good examples for your children. And so remember, if you are struggling, seek counseling. Then you must also begin to be a deep learner as a man. Begin to ask the honest question. Don't uh, 
always think oh, every conversation around gender is an attack uh, against uh, men. It's an attack by the West to just take over and make all the men uh, zombies. No. But sometimes some of this genuine conversation, we need to have it in the church. And also you need to be vulnerable as a man with your wife. If you're struggling, speak to her. If you sometimes you tell her where you're struggling, both of you can seek help. If you're a young man, learn to be vulnerable. Don't say the same men don't cry. Who told you that? If you want to cry, cry. If you're emotional, express your emotions. And but we'll talk about all of that next week when we we'll go deep uh, into the conversation. And like I said, be an example. Be an example as a man, as a young man. Be an example in your community. Be an example to your children, to your sons, and to your daughter. Also, show your daughters how they need to be treated. Don't make them look, stay around and hang around with a boy that hits them, that maltreats them, then you're not raising your daughter well. None of your daughter, none of our daughters should stay around men that hits them. And so we need to make them have value. We need to treat them as the, the, the queen and princesses that they are as kings. We need to treat them that way and show them at the right path. And we also need to treat our son, raise them well, and so that they don't copy bad things. And if you're struggling, Again, I repeat, seek help for the sake of your children. If you don't want to do it for your own sake, for their own sake, we can cut the cycle of gender-based violence as a believer. So I'm going to be stopping here today so that I don't give you uh, a lot of information that will confuse you. But I will challenge you as a Christian man listening to me that gender-based violence is our own fight to, to fight. We must not hide, no longer stay in the fence. We must no longer stay around and say, no, it doesn't concern us. It concerns us. We need to start doing so. That's what Christ wants us to do. And that's the challenge is, again, I leave with you. Are you gender static? You need to leave that place. Are you gender aware? That is great. But you need to move from being gender aware to become gender evolved, to become you no know, so that you begin to participate, you begin to become a radical, changing your spaces and be an example of what Christ we want us to be. It should never be mentioned among us as believers. We should be the example to the world. But unfortunately, it's the way around. We hear of even ministers of the gospel, no more handling their wives and their daughters. We hear of no brothers. We get different stories of, of, of what should not be mentioned among us. And so some of us might need prayer. Some of us might need, you need to seek it. You need to go out. But beyond just praying, you need to begin to take practical steps and practical action. So in addition to some of the ones I've mentioned today, next week, will go more deeper. But remember that you need to seek accountable men in your group. Avoid men and women that promote cultural extremism or the status quo. Then you should use the power of prayer and scripture. Then you should seek counseling and also be uh, a deep learner. Be vulnerable. Learn to be vulnerable with your partner. Share what your struggle. And again, even for those of you that are in a relationship now, why not have conversation around anger? Do you want to check? You know, some of you know, I'm going to stop on this note. I know this of, of a story of a lady that no, he knows that the person she's about to marry has an anger issue. When I mean anger, terrible anger issue. But she said, well, we could manage it. And, and no, it cost her almost her life. And so you need to also check that the same thing the other way around. Do you have a lady that has anger issue? That's so, you know, maybe because they've grown up in homes where they, they, their mom were oppressed and they made up their mind never to lay low for any man. And that is not, so that is not a solution from you that have experienced uh, a gender-based uh, violent home. Then, and so all of this, we'll talk about it uh, next week. But before we go, we're going to pray quickly and ask of the help of the Lord. Precious Father, I want to thank you uh, this hour. I pray for my brothers all over the world that might be struggling with gender-based violence issue.
Lord, I ask that you help them, that others will go through this series and have this conversation to seek practical help of the Holy Spirit. I ask that help will come their way, Lord. Father, even those of us that might be gender involved already, that we will not change. We will not go back again, even to become, oh Lord, to be on the fence. But we'll continue pursuing and seeking your help to be an example. Help us, Holy Spirit divine. Thank you, precious Father. Lord, all through this series, let the Holy Spirit stay up hard. Let it not convict men of their sins and of their wrongdoing. And that they may seek help and they may run to you. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. So see you next week. God bless you. Bye-bye.